Welcome to the Bagel Boys Show. This is a movie podcast that's not meant to be taken seriously, seriously. We go through different miniseries covering five-year-old films, franchises, and finally actors. And this is our franchise series on the movies of Rocky. Hi, my name is Rocky Balboa. Good old Chris Stapleton, friend of the show, of course. What uh, musician of the show? Musician. What, <laughs> what kind of last name is that? Stapleton. Stapleton. It's the one he was given last. <laughs> okay. Well, oh, what is it, or is it a stage name? No, no. Who? What stage name would Stapleton a be? Country singer. <laughs> a stage name. <laughs> <laughs> It's a whole different world. You don't got your Lady Gaga's or your Rihanna's and stuff. It's that's just... a good question. Do you think like the Luke Bryans <laughs> are all like stage names, like Garth Brooks, Jason Aldean's? Garth Brooks does kind of sound like a. I could see Garth Brooks. <laughs> it's like in Star Wars, rise, Garth. Brooks. <laughs> so speaking, Garth Brooks, a coworker of mine, is a huge Garth Brooks fan, and all so are my parents. Yes, fans. all all week long, she was talking about how excited, like I'm crossing off my bucket list. I'm seeing Garth Brooks on and on. She was talking about it, and then she texts us that weekend said it was canceled. <laughs> she drove all the way oh, there, and there was no. lightning. <laughs> it was in Tennessee. There was a lightning storm, and they canceled it. Jeez. So we uh, we've all forgotten about like the normal reasons things get canceled nowadays. It's all like the health and safety protocols, but now you just forget about the simple thing. So I started playing. I've got friends little places as she walked into work and she just was glaring at me. <laughs> that's, that's uh, country sucks, doesn't it? I I don't particularly like it, but that's just because I particularly don't like music in general. I don't know any of it. So. You don't like those rhythms and beats it's and melodies. It's not even that I don't like it. I just no, can't you don't like an, it. I don't have an opinion because I've never heard a song before in my life. Except for Eye of the Tiger, because this is our Rocky series. When Wes hears a singer, he says, why are they talking up and down like that? <laughs> it's weird. What are they doing with their voice? And why does it sound kind of good? <laughs> and then they sing in a movie, and he goes, oh, yeah, it's a song. I know it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course, welcome to this music podcast of ours. Um, this is our episode, what are we at, 95? Talking uh, about musicals? I think this is 60. Is this 60? I think so. It's the big 60? It's, it's either 59 or 60. I can't I remember. It. I love it. Our podcast is over the hill. <laughs> it's about to be under the hill if people don't start listening <laughs> to Rocky. Yeah, yeah, I got a bone to pick with you guys. Why don't you no, like us no, anymore? No, no, no. We don't listen have, to us. No, please. Please listen to us. <laughs> they don't because we started talking about something that's decades old that is oh. known as like not good quality <laughs> what after like the first one what and the second one what maybe the third one depending on the people yeah thank you rocky three does not get enough credit um that's not what that's not what we're talking about we're today. not talking about rocky three today. this we is did that. The, uh, the bagel boys show i'm your host wes i'm not wes that's my co-host Daniel, mm-hmm. we've been climbing these Rockies. This is a movie podcast, and this is our mini-series on the Rocky franchise. And so this is an interesting mini-series because normally it's we're going back through movies we've recently seen or have seen throughout our lives or five-year-old films, whatever. Uh, I have not seen any of these middle Rocky movies from two to six, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've already covered one, two, and three and so today we're going to be talking about Rocky IV, or as most people call it, Rocky IV. I am Wes's guide. I got him strapped to my back. Mm-hmm. We're you backpacking. Know, you know when you see those parents carry around their babies in like the front backpack <laughs> thing? I'm just That's a little you. pouch baby. <laughs> You're my little pouch baby, and I'm carrying you through the Rockies. Ah, dude, I need it. To, <laughs> I needed it this week, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, one thing, though, our listeners need is our, our recap 
of mm-hmm. the previous film that we've of talked course. about. So just so that way, even if they haven't seen or they haven't been watching along with us, you can inform them of the events of the previous film. Uh, so mm-hmm. you are, we don't have much time though. We don't. Are you giving uh, me less time than last week? You're going to have 10 seconds. Oh my good golly. <laughs> How? 10, 10 seconds to recap Rocky three. Mm-hmm. Starting now. So Clubber Lang's really mad because Rocky's got the title and he says, I can take him. So he trains and trains. He beats him. He gets the championship. And then he trains and trains again. And then he loses against Rocky. And the whole Stop. movie's about Clubber Lang. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> well, I I just decided to stick with one point of view because it's gonna be too hard. So I was like, clever. He makes the movie. I'm sticking with clever. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, okay, so yeah, uh, Rocky fought another guy and he lost in the middle of the movie and he won at the end of the movie. It's People like, are gonna think that Rocky was not in the last movie at all. Yeah, <laughs> it's just clever Lang. You got Rocky 1, Rocky 2, Clubber Lang, and then Rocky 4. <laughs> I'd be alright with it. Yeah. Uh, this this one, though. This Rocky yeah. 4 here, we've got yeah. right in front of us. Uh-huh. What about it, Wes? <laughs> well, what about the trailer? Let's talk about... Let's go down to the trailer park again before we start talking about the movie. Um, don't watch the trailer if you haven't seen this movie for planning Bad on trailer. watching it. One, they, they take away the key ingredient from the last few Rocky trailers that we've come to love. There's no narration no. until the very end when he's like, Rocky Four And the boxing gloves explode. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they give away everything. You see the everything. entire movie in the trailer. So please do not watch it if you have not seen the movie. If you are planning on skipping the movie already and you want a better uh, like sum up than what Daniel will probably give you next week, Go ahead and <laughs> go ahead and watch the trailer because you'll know everything that happens. I disagree. If you're watching along with us and you skip this one, you're dead to me. You either commit to your bit or. Uh, I feel like after three, people have to like. Please don't skip this one. Yes, this one so. like this is not one to skip. This in no. this might be hot take. I'd yeah. say like this one would be like if you're like skipping if you're starting with rocky uh-huh. and then you want to watch campy ones in the middle uh-huh. i feel like you'd like skip two skip three th- like if you don't have the time like you watch rocky you watch rocky four and then you watch creed <laughs> it's like because it's it's iconic in that sense mm-hmm. like with the the big russian and everything like people i feel like this is culturally known more than the other previous sequels yep it's you pretty iconic that? yeah yeah uh, shall we get into it? Yeah, let's get I, into I, it. I'm scared. Why? Because <laughs> it's just, uh, it's so funny, Wes, because this movie is way worse than I remembered. I remember kind of liking this one uh-huh. and revisiting it this week. It's like, oof. Um, cause I always dogged on Rocky five being the worst one of the bunch. Now I'm kind of yeah. wondering if this is the worst of the bunch. That's crazy. I thought you were going to come in with a weird... Not necessarily. I'm sure you have some positives, but yeah, that's, uh, that's weird. I thought you, we were gonna come in and, and uh, remember last week when you uh-huh. were like, "Hey, there's a point in this, this movies that made me want to watch, made me want to cover it on the mm-hmm. show," and I was like, "I don't know what you're talking about," and I didn't couldn't mm-hmm. guess it. I thought it would be this movie. Watching this back, I was like, "This seems like something that is podcastable." You know, <laughs> it's very podcastable, but my. Right off the bat, the problem with this movie is not a lot happens because of the montages. There's like four montages that take up a huge chunk of this already short movie. Mm-hmm. So rewatching it, I'm like, oh, not that much happens. And you watch it once and you remember everything. There's not much to rewatch. It sticks that landing, baby. <laughs> it, yeah, <laughs> I guess. If you feel like... Like, especially if you're a student right now and you're, like, studying for finals and you just feel like your brain is crammed full of information that nothing else could fit inside, mm-hmm. Rocky Four would find a way to fit inside your brain <laughs> and you would remember. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can't... I'm sure if you quizzed me on the other two Rocky movies, which I enjoyed, mm-hmm. I, I'd have a fairly good recollection yes. of it but this one i feel like i could tell you like beat for beat like what the characters are doing when the scene is coming up <laughs> yeah. where they're going and all that kind of stuff and because you take out the yeah. montages this movie's 30 minutes long <laughs> if that yeah it's like so... a solid one hour 24 and a half minutes yep. before the credits start rolling 
And as I've said multiple times throughout this miniseries, I'm loving that because mm-hmm. it's some, really nice. I'm 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 a little simpleton. I'm a little, I'm a little Stapleton. I just like <laughs> well, Kristen Simpleton. <laughs> yeah, I, that was his real name. Yeah, he Chris, changed it to Chris Stapleton. <laughs> I I've been enjoying these digestible films it is nice yeah i don't have to there's no like high concept anything we can get deep into analysis as we always do but gosh (laughs) it's such a refreshing because not only okay so you have the montage of him driving in the car after he has that talk with adrian yeah you got the training montage in russia Mm -hmm. you have well two training montages in russia really there's two (laughs) and then that whole james brown sequence of living in america that's kind of a not really a montage. In they played the whole song, which I did not remember. The entire song. The ent- and James Brown is there. Yeah, just give it his all. By the way, highlight of the movie, James Brown working yeah. on stage. Uh, so take out those four chunks. You got a solid 25-minute movie. <laughs> you wouldn't know what it would happen. People would, you know, jump from place to place and scene to scene. Uh, mm-hmm. It'd be like a short, I don't want to say student film, but it would be very, like, very, very tight. Yeah. And a little bit, for lack of a better word, just kind of jumpy. Yeah. You'd be losing a lot of key elements, <laughs> key and plot points. The weird thing about the training montages at the end of this movie, usually they kind of enhance the plot because he's training strategically. Yeah. You know, like in three, he's learning footwork. And yeah. two, he's chasing the chick. You know, it's just, in this one, he's not really learning anything. He's just lifting stuff in a russian barn he's running in the snow wood, dude. he's chopping wood but it's mm-hmm. not it's just it's missing that element to it and frustrates mm. me see i thought you'd be up on that last like kind of zany little hey barn training montage <laughs> i, I would have liked it if there was you, just like, one i like seeing him you know run through the snow and then the russians are like <laughs> trailing him the entire time trying to figure out what he's up to it's like he's just running <laughs> <laughs> what is he doing <laughs> We've never seen. <laughs> Before we get further into this, uh, let's let's play that those nasty tomato games. Uh, R.I.P. Mickey. Uh, oh, moment of silence to- for Mickey. Yeah. Okay. Uh, tomatoes. The Rotten Tomatoes game. So Daniel's going to guess the critics and audience percentages and the scores from this movie on Rotten mm-hmm. Tomatoes. Uh, bagels are the superior food item to write your movie on, and so we'll be giving our bagel scores at the end of this review like we always do, so stick around for that. But let's see how Daniel does with the more broadly known Rotten Tomatoes score. Mm-hmm. So this is the critic consensus for Rocky Four. Rocky Four inflates the action to absurd heights, but it ultimately rings hollow thanks to a story that hits the same basic beats as the first three entries in the franchise. <laughs> Much like the movie, that's very quick to the point, and you know what they're all about here. So what do you think the score is? Uh... Critic score is rotten, so it's below a sixty percent. Audience score is fresh, so it's above, I'm not surprised. Uh, it's above a sixty percent. So I'm not surprised. A coworker, by the way, told me this was her favorite Rocky movie. Okay. And I just laughed in her face. Oof. Um, the critics you sound are like getting a this. Dick to your coworkers. <laughs> I am, but they are to me too. So <laughs> it's all right. Forty-five percent. Percent. Forty-five tomatoes. I mean, it is percentage. Oh, it's per- wait, what am I doing? You're doing forty-five percent. <laughs> Close. It's forty. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what do you think for audience? Probably a seventy. Seventy-five. You're off yeah. by five both ways. Because I think people growing up in the '80s, especially, mm-hmm. are more forgiving to this movie. It does not hold like up on rewatch. Generational. I think it's very. I think it's of its time. I mean, all of these are to some extent. But this one in particular, with yeah. the Russia bad, America good. The and the te- the technology. The movie's yeah. very obsessed oh, with technology. Yes. Uh, Sylvester Stallone directed uh, this movie again. We've talked about this a few times, and bless him. Wow, yeah. Uh, he's facing the ultimate challenge and fighting for his life. It's the tagline of the film. Okay. I uh, I think. I have a lot of thoughts about this movie. Uh, let's let's jump right into the the protagonist talk, the Stallone zone, really quick. Rocky in this film is a very deep thinker, and he's very like yes, future yes. forward. Something that's a little bit of a turn from uh, last week's episode. You don't like the sage wise I, Rocky? 
I do. Weirdly, last time I think you had a problem with how Rocky is speaking more intelligently or something like that is what you said. And so this feels like the next natural step to like start voicing his inner thoughts that yeah. are a little bit more developed. But it's it's a it's a big step. It's a big leap forward from where he was, you know, two movies ago. You know, where he's like, I was thinking you'd like to marry me a little bit. You know, that whole thing. Yeah. And now he's like, I was thinking, what if I wasn't a fighter? <laughs> well, like, when he asked Apollo, are you sure you're fighting him and not yourself? Like, yeah. oh, come on. Rocky is not that deep. <laughs> it's like, who's this really about, Apollo? Yeah. Uh, that's That's the big kind of, like, turn to this movie, if there is one, is that... You've got this Russian boxer who wants to join the American Boxing League. He's, you know, the legends are saying that he's really, really good. He's a big boy. And uh, Apollo sees this interview with him, and he gets mad. And he wants to prove it to himself again that he's still got the goods. But instead of fighting Rocky, he's going to fight uh, the new big boy Russian. Why, why, can't, why am I blanking on Dolph this Lundgren? Name? Yeah, but what's his Ivan name? Ivan Drago. Ivan Drago. That's, thank you, yeah. Drago. Yeah, he wants to fight My Drago. other co-worker named his dog, Ivan Drago. This yeah. is all going back to my co-workers today. I know. You I don't know. Really work is on the mind for Daniel He today. had a German Shepherd puppy named Ivan uh, Drago. You show me pictures. Yeah, so Drago, <laughs> big big boy Russian. He wants to fight. He wants to get his foot in the door. <laughs> he wants to get his big old forehead in the door of the American Boxing League. And Apollo's not having it. He wants to fight him. He wants to prove it to everybody, and he's taking it very, very seriously, Daniel. <laughs> yeah. And so that's when you get the whole conversation with him and Stallone about, hey, uh, why? Why would you want to do this? Like, this guy seems like he's actually pretty good at boxing. You don't need to do this, Apollo. And so Rocky's like, all right, well, I guess he's going to do what he does. And it's it's odd because I'm skipping over a whole bunch of stuff. Because Stallone had a very had a very interesting string of choices with this movie, particularly with the introduction of a character that we'll get to, uh, who is not human. It is a robot. Daniel, there is a robot in this movie. There is a robot in this movie. When you sat down to watch Rocky Four, were you expecting a robot to appear? Not in a million years. <laughs> there, The film opens with... Last, I love how last time the film opened with a very like serious scene mm-hmm. with Polly and like the jealousy and the the years of buildup of the strife between the family and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. This movie opens with Rocky and like his kid, and you know there's a birthday going on, so I'm like, okay, they're throwing a birthday party for the little child for little Rocky Jr. Little Rocky Jr. Little Rocky Jr. They're giving him a cake and everything. And then they start talking, and I'm, they're like, oh, no, 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 no. This birthday party is for the grown man, the pile of shit, Polly. And Polly's just sitting there like, hurry up, Rock. I want to wait till next year to open my gifts. He's so angry, so ungrateful. He's yeah. still around for Lord knows whatever reason. And around the corner, Rocky's like, hey, I got you, I got you, everybody. And it's, it's a robot. It's a talking, like, AI robot. Yeah. It's not like a cheap one. It's like, no. oh, it can, you know, do the laundry or, like, get you a beer from the fridge. No, it is, like, a full-on robot. And Polly finds a way to make it have a female voice. <sighs> and I'm I'm not convinced that he's not he's not dating this robot. At the, by the end, yeah. Yeah, I think he found the love of his life. I, I don't understand why... Like, I thought first the party was for him. It's like, why did he get Polly a robot and not like his kid the robot? Because his kid is much more interesting. Because Polly deserves it, Wesley. Okay. He deserves a robot. Yes. I did some research into why the robot was there in the first place because it's such a bonkers choice to begin with that you'd put a robot in this movie. After, yep. four, after four movies, it's like, what are we doing? Hello. Hey. Hello. Yeah. Yes, it is. Uh, Rachel, in. how do you feel about Rocky IV? Be yeah. honest. I've never heard of it. This is, my, this is the wife of the show, Rachel. First time appearance ever. A uh, big Rocky fan. Huge Rocky Huge. fan. I love Rocky Balboa. <laughs> is that a question or is that a statement? <laughs> <laughs> Why was there a question mark at the end of that? You either love Rocky or you don't. <laughs> she was reaching for the second name. <laughs> 
Aloy, how do you feel about... Okay, right. she doesn't want to talk about it. She likes Bupkis. <laughs> she would. Uh, <laughs> you were looking into research about the oh, robot. Oh, the robot, yeah. Yes. Robot... So, Rocky... Rocky. I always mix their names up. I've noticed that. Like, when I'm talking about Sylvester Stallone, I call him Rocky. Because so invested in the role. Yeah, they no. become one. They have become one at this point. <laughs> he put... So, his son, uh, like, has autism. Like, mm-hmm. his actual son. His son is in the movie. So, he casts Sage. his real-life son. Yeah, yeah. Sage uh, Balboa. <laughs> Sage, <laughs> yeah, Sage Stallone. And so, he's been working with this particular robot, because I guess back in the 80s... They had just a handful of different experimental ways to, like, help with that Mm -hmm. sort of thing. And so, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. I have no idea how effective that was. If at all, I I doubt it from what I know. But it's just one of the (laughs) techniques they would try in being as rich as he was. He could afford a robot, I guess, back in the 80s. But His son has autism? Yeah. He's in the next movie. I never could have known. I don't know. but It's crazy. So, yeah, the robot is something that they would use, you know, off offset on the other, you know, at home and everything. So really? they put it in, he wrote it into the movie because he wanted to be closer to his kid because he felt like doing all these movies, he was away from his family too much, uh-huh. which was partially caused his divorce. And he's divorced at this point in yes. real life. And so you have this, it's like, okay, that's kind of sweet. He doesn't want there to be any, like distance from his son but then the flip side to that mr stallone is that he also casts his then brand new girlfriend in the role of the the wife of ivan drago who's like the olympic swimmer or whoever yeah they get married after this they do get married eventually and then he eventually divorces her as well (laughs) uh (laughs) so it's like okay it's it's the sweet like ah the dad is like trying to be close to his family it's like he's also Got his girlfriend in the movie, too. It's like, he must be very, uh, like, popular with those choices, I'm sure. It's like, at this I'm point, sure. you can't tell Stallone no. Like, he's super successful. He's going to get what he wants. And so, he got his girlfriend in the movie. He also got a robot in the movie. Yeah. Well, that's sweet. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I don't know what to say to that. One, we'll get into the weird choices with the robot afterwards, but... Would you... Yeah. How'd you teach it to talk that way? Which yeah. is the female voice. And Polly's like, she loves me. <laughs> Please stop it. They don't have... With Stallone, there's no... I know last week I was complaining about the beach scene. There's no scene in this movie that I feel like is even trying that hard because they have a little bit of uh, there's an argument scene uh apollo dies in this movie we'll talk more about that but just speaking on stallone uh you know he goes to russia to fight drago and all that kind of stuff but before that there is another conversation between him and adrian about like why does he feel like he has to fight (laughs) he says all i know is i'm a fighter that's all i know how to do like it's Daniel. I, I hate I, this scene with much passion as you hated the beach scene. Yeah, I was gonna say this has to be a hot, a hot button topic. <sighs> I'm sure because it's just it's trying to recreate the, the family drama and the the love tension between them about him, Adrian not wanting him to get hurt, and it just it doesn't. But it's thankfully a lot shorter. I feel like than the beach scene and a lot less dramatic. I She's think. in her jammies on top of the stairs. Yeah, looking down and I'm like, why do you have to go? Because he's a fighter. Because he's a fighter. That's all he knows. Which is weird because two scenes before, he's talking to Apollo about, hey, you don't have to fight. You don't mm-hmm. have to be a fighter. What if we weren't fighters? And all this deep stuff. And then he's like, I'm fighting. I just got to punch, punch my way out. He's going to have to kill me, Adrian. That whole thing. <sighs> you got yep. more thoughts on Sloan? <laughs> I, I'm just disappointed in him. I'm not mad. No, I'm just disappointed. disappointed. Kind of like we said, it's just not the Rocky that was in the first few movies. No, like he's they changed his character different. so much that it's just because I feel like Sylvester Stallone became a successful actor. Yeah, that he just didn't want to play a dumb dumb anymore. Which why not? But why? Like that was why we loved Rocky in the first place. We love that guy. We don't love yeah. this guy. No, he's not good, and it's disappointing. It's short. The movie's shorter. Stallone's story is a lot. He's got a lot less to do, weirdly, until after Apollo dies. Yeah. 
He doesn't uh, get, do a whole I bunch. I shouldn't of, say dies. Apollo gets killed. <laughs> he gets <laughs> annihilated. I keep talking about it. It's like, oh, yeah, he just... He, he he had an unexpected illness and you know passed away uh, t- way too soon. Well, no, we don't he, know. Maybe that's what happened. He, no, <laughs> maybe he died right before Drago punched him. Yeah, Drago gets a bad rap. <laughs> He's an innocent man. An innocent man. I uh, okay. So let's let's talk about Drago. Today's matchup: Chat Tagonus, Ivan Drago. He can punch. <laughs> what is it like 1800 pounds per square inch yeah okay <laughs> everything he, this man punches he destroys so this is just a straight up sci-fi movie because we got this and we got a robot we do uh i did research into this as well to see did if you? this was physically possible for a human to punch this hard and from what i could tell it sounds like the one that was closest to that as far as pounds per square inch a force for a punch, which I guess you can't even like accurately measure according mm-hmm. to the articles I read. But <laughs> anyways, it was Mike Tyson. It was like the closest okay. one, which makes sense. Yeah. All right. Um I am kind of up on Drago. He's cool. More than Clever Lang. Uh not more than Clever Lang, but Yes, for me it is. Uh, I'm sorry. Why? Because he's there's just like this aura around him where it's like yeah. he's from russia so you've got that going on you've got all these people talking about him he barely talks and when he does it's hilarious Dolph lundgren is like just in the pocket where it's like i you need me to do what like exactly and everything about him is just so i don't want to say mysterious but it's like this is like you said it's sci-fi it's like he's fighting a superhuman where in the past like yeah. clubber the reason thinking about it in retrospect clubber lang was like i wish he was in like a version of the original rocky or rocky 2 because he's such a grounded like motivated mm-hmm. you know antagonist to rocky with this guy this guy fits the movie the villain is in the tone and the wavelength of the movie where even though it's crazy stuff that doesn't make sense when you compare it to the first one. It, it works with the rest of the movie. All the the montages and the branded music and all the stuff that's going on. It's like, oh yeah, he would be fighting this rock'em sock'em robots <laughs> of a human being at this point. It's the Incredible Hulk. He basically. really is. Yeah, he's <laughs> giant. I I enjoy him, and I think he's like Clever Lang, probably the best part of this movie for yeah. sure. I personally still prefer Clever because I think he's hilarious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's got the good one liners. But no, I think he's the highlight of this movie because, like he said, I also like the ending of his character where he kind of realizes that they're just kind of using him. Yeah. And I, I enjoy that. I enjoy that they give him a little bit of humanity at the end so he's not just a brick wall. The and it, whole com- movie. Well, it comes in like right at the end, too. Yeah. So it's a good way to end the movie on. Yeah. No, I enjoy that. Uh, good job, Dolph Lundgren. I think we can kind of talk about him a little bit more in tandem with the the Apollo fight and kind mm-hmm. of start to weave into supporting distracting from the cast of recurring characters that we all uh-huh. love. Yeah. Uh, Apollo, you know, sets up this match to fight him, and he's, again, with Rocky, he seems to be taking it so, so serious. But as you mentioned, there's this James Brown scene living in America, and... Uh-huh. Apollo is in this red, white, and blue garb where he's got the top hat, he's got the jacket, uh-huh. he's got his shorts, and he's just dancing around, having a grand old time. Not he's having like, the time of his life. It's like he's about to go fight like Joe Schmo from the, your local bar. Like he's yeah. not taking it seriously at all, which I thought was a detriment to his character. I have to say, he's a thumbs down for me in this movie. Apollo? Apollo. Yeah, which is yeah. a shame because this is the one he goes out on. Uh, yeah. But. He's just ridiculous in the movie. Like when yeah. he's in the swimming pool watching the TV, and they're like, "Yeah, there's this new upcoming uh, Russian boxer who's joined the ring," and he's just like, "What?" <laughs> he's like getting so I'm mad. A boxer. He's <laughs> like, "What are you talking about, Apollo? There's new boxers every day." Yeah. I, I his character doesn't make sense, and it's, that whole it, press conference scene. Daniel, it highlights the <sighs> tension. Uh, Apollo actually in this movie represents America. Oh, okay. And the tensions oh. between Russia at the time. Thumbs uh, up then. <laughs> There's no more tension with Russia after this movie has come out. Uh, no one's actually really talked about it. <laughs> yeah, because it. Rocky says everybody can change. Everybody so. can change, yes. and that's what this movie taught us back in the 80s. So mm-hmm. since then, mm-hmm. uh, 
we haven't really cared at all about what's gone over in Russia no. here in America because we are living in America, which is represented by the Apollo character. Well, all right. The Baker's dozen. <laughs> we just sign off this now. This movie saved Russia relations. <laughs> it, the whole press conference scene is maddening, too, because he's just so over the top. And yeah. obnoxious, which is weird because he was charismatic in the other movies. Yeah. And you enjoyed it when he would go off the handle a little bit. But you're just like, shut up, Especially Apollo. with the last movie, him being like the cool-headed trainer character, yeah. which is what you, like, that was the the highlight of the movie for me last time. As mm-hmm. soon as Apollo shows up in Rocky Three, he saves the movie, and he's like a sage to Rocky. And it's like he's forgotten all of the lessons he was trying to tell mm-hmm. Rocky. And yeah, I get he's motivated, and he still wants to be in the limelight and everything like that, but... It's like, come on, dude. Like, pick a lane. Like, either show him going down, like, swinging hard, or have him, like, accept a challenge on, like, a whim and not take it seriously at all. But when you contrast it with, hey, Stallone is all of a sudden, like, this really deep thinker, and Apollo is ignoring him, and then Apollo is dancing around to James Brown, and then two minutes later, he's getting the snot beaten out of him. Uh, Research on that, by the way. So apparently Dolph Lundgren and... Actually kills him. <laughs> <laughs> Carl Weathers hasn't been seen since. Uh, it's all the digital stuff you see in The Mandalorian. <laughs> he was Tarkin. <laughs> Tarkin did to The Mandalorian. <laughs> no, they apparently, while filming their scene, they actually... <laughs> Carl Weathers got so mad at him, he threatened to leave the movie because apparently he was playing a little too rough, I guess. Like he took, really? Yeah, like he <laughs> either didn't use the correct techniques or wasn't familiar with how they shot the boxing scenes, mm-hmm. and he got a little too rough with Carl, and so Carl Weathers was like, "I'm, I'm leaving." And Stallone had to go to both of them and be like the media and be like, "Hey, like we hey. need to finish this movie, please." <laughs> I really want to make a movie for my kid. He likes we got, robots. We got the robot and everything. You gotta go work it out. <laughs> I was laughing rewatching it at the press conference scene when uh, he's talking smack mm-hmm. to Drago, of course, as one does. Yeah. And Drago's sitting there not talking, and his uh, wife is just like, "We don't, we don't see Apollo as a fit um, competitor." Yeah. And then Apollo loses his mind, like, oh, "Hold on, one lady! Yeah. I came in for a friendly fight." <laughs> Like, that stuff, like, he he becomes consistent in that way eventually, but... Yeah. Yeah. I like way when, too they're, much. when they're, the fight scene is about to start, and they, like, touch gloves, uh-huh. <laughs> and Apollo, like, smacks his gloves, and you just hear this, like, this echo, this meta- metallic, like, echo after he hits gloves, and Drago doesn't even flinch, and he's like, I will break you. <laughs> and his Apollo, hands are made out of metal. <laughs> Dude, he's a Rock'em Sock'em robot. He is a Rock'em Sock'em Dude, robot. what? Rocky you, Sock'em? <laughs> you never... <laughs> Rocky Sock'em. You never see Drago and the robot together <gasps> in the same scene. Oh my gosh, he's the robot. <laughs> we cracked the code. Uh, so yeah, Apollo dies. It's really sad. Uh, is it? Honestly, I'm asking, did you feel anything when he died? I don't think I did. Because this is the this is the bad thing about this is that I knew he died in Creed, mm-hmm. and spoiler alert for Creed, that movie handles the death of Apollo and the effects of it way more than I'm sure this movie does, and I'm gonna go out on a limb and say more so than Rocky Five does as well, if they even mention it at all in Rocky Five. <laughs> they do. I don't. Know. I don't remember. I don't but, think they so do. I I'm trying. I had a hard time like parsing the the emotions that I remembered from watching Creed from the first time mm-hmm. in this movie. With that being said, this movie has no problem just jumping right into the next musical montage yep. right after his death, basically, because he dies. Rocky sets up a you know as he has to a rematch or revenge match against Drago, and he's like it's gonna happen on Christmas Day. He's gonna go to Russia because that's where they want it to happen, Mm -hmm. and all of the money is gonna get donated to charity, which is nice. Uh, Polly was upset about that, of course. He had a very funny reaction to that. Can we talk about Polly for a second? Yeah, we can get the pile of shit, Polly. Now this is the best he's been, oddly enough, in my mind. 
there's nothing he does in at this point mm-hmm. which is unethical or racist or douchey at all in this movie. He's, he's just grumpy. A, he's a grumpy kind of like He's a grumpy loser. Yeah. And that's fine. You can have that character. But building up the other three movies yeah. to this point, you would think he's like just the crabby brother who's kind of around who's kind of funny. Yeah, how come they didn't just start him off that way? I have no that's my thing. He's not abusive at all in this movie. He would have been obnoxious and unnecessary, but much more palatable. Yeah. Than the racist, abusive brother-in-law. <laughs> I just, yeah, that's the point where I'm like, they try to. There's a few scenes when they're. You mentioned changing the robot's voice to female, where they're trying to like make this weird comedy work, and again, in my research for this, is that you. I know you know about this because you told me a little bit about it, but I looked into it more. Is that Stallone is actually going back to this movie and is releasing a director's cut of the movie where he's taking out the robot scenes with Polly because it get he introduced the movie the will ro- be fifteen minutes. Long. I was gonna say you're gonna shave a good like five more minutes out of the movie. Yeah, because they're not. It's not consequential at all. The robot doesn't come back. Is the robot in five? You can spoil no, it for me. No, 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 great. Uh, yeah, it's just such a weird choice. I, I could see in his mind how it would be sweet to have that there for his kid, but now he's going back. I think this movie is having its, like, 35th anniversary or something like that coming up soon, or maybe 40th, something like what that. What year did it come out? I don't know. 85? I, I didn't do that research. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it came out in 85. So... Yeah, maybe okay. he missed it. Did he miss it? Yeah, because that wouldn't be a, I, yeah. another four years, I guess, would be an anniversary. Yeah. Anyways, huh. anyway. he's releasing a director's cut, which is going to probably come out to like an hour and 10, hour and 15 minute movie. And at this point, why? Yeah. Why bother? I I mean, it's I could a, like it's not like you have to do anything to the other ones, but I think it's just a pride thing at this point because he recognized, and that's cool. Like if Stallone recognized that's his big mistake with one of these movies, I think it would be a better movie without the robot. But that being said, it is still a wild experience starting the movie off with Polly, who's just like this chumming it up about the birthday cake and then realizing, hey, there's this gonna, there's going to be this comedic robot dynamic for a good percentage of the movie mm-hmm. multiple times. And it's just him and Polly, just the robot and Polly. Uh, and the robot even interrupts that important conversation between Apollo, Adrian, and Rocky. Yes, yes, it does. Where they're trying to like, are you sure you want to go into this fight? And then the robot comes dancing in and playing her favorite song. <laughs> it's like, what are we doing here? It's, it's Rocky Four. <laughs> <laughs> Boy. Um. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I'm. You know what? I'm gonna give a thumbs up to Polly, because because. <laughs> I'll give a thumbs middle, because I can't redeem him completely. <laughs> He's still a pile of shit, Polly. He is. But, uh... Adrian, I weirdly don't even want to talk about Adrian, because the movie doesn't give her the time of day at all, until no. she... Adrian should, Hoodle. Like, yeah, Adrian <laughs> Hoodle. Like, she gives... Poor Adrian gets less and less to do. They have that conversation, like we talked about, right after Apollo dies, before Rocky goes to Russia, and then she shows up in Russia. And it's, like, supposed to be this big thing, but it never recaptures anywhere close to the same magic of the mm-hmm. first two movies. Not not even a little bit. I'd even argue that the third movie does a little bit of a better job. I think it does for sure. Um, they leave their thing. kid home alone for Christmas, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible parents. I was going to bring that up. I was like, I'm just doing the math there. I was like, hold on a second. <laughs> is the kid just at home with Polly and the rope? <laughs> yes. Yes, he is. <laughs> That kid's going to be scarred for the rest of his life. He's going to oh, never forget man. that Christmas. He was home alone with his pile of shit uncle, Polly, <laughs> and his girlfriend, Robot. I mean, yeah. What what's more is there to say about these characters? I, I was going to talk a little bit about Lady Drago. But there's nothing there. I mean, there's certain elements with them, both like Drago and Lady Drago, how they're just, I feel like if they're not in the boxing ring, they're either in some science lab or some press conference talking about the fight. The movie does move at a really good pace. The one part that kind of slows it down is the James Brown scene 
just because it's like it's such a long song you think it's like some intro music and then it's this whole production and the rest of the movie from that point on i feel like there's not really a lull because the mm-hmm. there's all there's montages and musical moments throughout and my favorite part of the movie and my favorite supporting character as he's usually been mm-hmm. is duke duke the former trainer of the late great apollo creed because man let's the t- towel. <laughs> he gives the performance of a lifetime in the scene when apollo dies and he's yeah. just losing his head screaming at rocky to throw in the towel why rocky, doesn't rocky throw in the towel i don't know that also makes me so mad because because he just Apollo tells there. him not to at one yeah point, but the man's but... getting brutally murdered in yeah. front of you and also in front of america <laughs> he doesn't even he should be like dealing with guilt the rest of the movie about this yeah and they don't even talk about it no i again it's one of those things that creed kind of does fairly well is bring uh-huh. up those emotions again but yeah also, in this movie sorry. it's like yeah he's just kind yeah. of trying to go on this revenge tour a little bit and he's not even that mad about it but the person who is kind of on the right track is duke and he goes up and he's training rocky in russia and he has these very like deep down-to-earth rocky one rocky two-esque conversations with him about what he needs to do and where his mindset needs Mm -hmm. to be for the rest of the movie and Great, a big double thumbs up. Like genuinely, I think he's the writing in those scenes is very well done. The acting from him and Stallone in that scene, it's like a different movie yeah. to me. It feels like classic Rocky. And he claimed he came to play ball. He, cl- he came to play ball. Uh, he gets on base. Daniel. But I will say, why didn't he throw in the towel? Why didn't he march himself yeah. <laughs> over there and throw that towel? He's just yeah. standing there screaming. He didn't at have Rocky. the towel. Is that a thing? I don't know anything about boxing. Is there only one towel no. to throw in? No, I think I anybody I'm, could stop the fight. I'm pretty sure that's not true. Yeah. So, but no. yeah, no, he he's given everything he's got. Poor guy. <sighs> so great. So I hope genuinely he got paid great. Very well. I hope so, man. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, I think that's all the characters as far as that goes. Let's. Uh, we didn't talk about. Yeah, maybe. Not. I will say one more thing. Yeah, it's not Drago's trainer. I guess manager. Hmm. I think it's kind of cool that he and Lady Drago. I like that we're calling her Lady Drago. Lady Drago are yeah. kind of like the villains, and they're just using. Yeah. Ivan. Hmm. I think that's a cool. That is a very element cool element to throw in the movie. Yeah. Uh, and I, he's pretty yeah. good, in, I think. Who. Uh, the manager guy. Mm-hmm. I, I forget his name. Yeah. We'll call him Vladimir Putin. Vladimir <laughs> Putin is in the movie. The other, there's three Russians everybody knows. <laughs> Joseph Stalin. <laughs> Joseph Stalin. <laughs> Ivan Drago. Drago Vladimir, Vladimir Putin. Putin. <laughs> yeah. Um, potent quotables. What you got for us this week, Daniel, for quotes that we thought were funny, uh, memorable, or meaningful from the movie? Potent I had quotables. trouble this week. Really? Come on, Daniel. I. This movie is crazy quotable. Is it though? If he dies, he dies. <laughs> Everybody knows if he dies, he dies. That's true. At the end, the announcers are like when Rocky's fighting Drago, and they're like, "The Russian is cut. The Russian is cut." He starts bleeding. Come on. I you guess got, you got some over there, uh, don't you? I guess one point quotable I had was super highways, coast to coast, easy taken anywhere. On the transcontinental overload, just slide behind the wheel. How does it feel when there's no destination that's too far? Living in America, eye to eye, station to station. <laughs> Living in America, hand in hand across the nation. I, Living uh, in America, got us have a celebration, rock my soul. That's my potent quotable. I thought it was. Apollo okay. said that. <laughs> <laughs> I there's this. There's the the scene in which, you know, Duke and Rocky are talking. He's basically like, do what you have to do. That whole monologue is great. Uh, <laughs> my favorite, one of my favorites, though, is the Rocky's fighting Drago. They're intercut to the other reactions from the other characters. And Rocky Jr. is at home on Christmas Day with Polly and his little kid friends. And he's like... <gasps> that's my dad <laughs> and yeah. the other kid is like we know what do you think we are nerds <laughs> it's like that's rocky of course 
<laughs> I feel like Rocky's kid definitely gets bullied at school. <laughs> I'm sorry, but probably true. Probably. Uh, he's going to beat me. He's going to have to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. I'd be fine with it. Rocky yeah. dies at the end of the series. No, I wouldn't. Drago beats them both. What a twist, man. <laughs> What'd you think about the everybody can change speech at the end? Daniel. Yeah. Everybody can change. Everybody if, can. If Rocky can change, you can change. Everybody can change. How it's done is so wildly unbelievable because... He goes to Russia. He's fighting him. Everybody's cheering for Drago. Mm-hmm. And then somehow Rocky, with his superpowers, is able to win over the crowd, you know, with all of the extra charisma that Rocky has. <laughs> right. And he wins them over. By the end of the fight, they're all cheering for Rocky. And then not only that, but he helps them, like, overthrow their government Sure. with his speech. Even, like, the generals and politicians who are there, like, are like, oh, yeah. This guy has, this guy, this Balboa has a point. We can change. We can, we can be better. When I go to watch a Rocky movie, Mm -mm. I'm not looking for an allegory on Cold War politics. No? No, I'm not. That's all I've been looking for. No, I'm not. (laughs) I'm just looking for Rock'em Sock'em Robots. That's what I'm looking for. Um, Yeah. That's all I got for potent quotables. It's weird. The tone of this movie, it like if there was a theme, you would think that the movie, with the conversations between Rocky and Creed, it's a movie like about change, and that's what you think that the movie is gonna mm-hmm. be about because, you know, Rocky's ending his career or is trying to and has been for the last three movies. Uh, <laughs> Creed's, you know, challenging that change, and. It seems like the movie kind of gets sidetracked and gets slowly obsessed with all the wrong things. Like, particularly not just Cold War politics, but also technology in a weird way. Yeah. With not only the robot, but also, like, all of, like, the lab experiments they seem to be doing with Drago. I And it's sad because then you get scenes like you do with the one with him and Duke, where it's like, oh, they've found that little nugget from the beginning of the movie again. It's 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 there. There's a good version of this movie. I would go the as far as The bones of this say, movie is good. Yeah. It's they been drinking it. its milk. The calcium levels in this movie are <laughs> off the charts. But everything else is like it's like you have a really good bone structure and then you just cram every Big Mac in sight, every junk food, every little bit of just sugary drink down its throat, and you become this very weird, bloated, monstrous version of what you once were. It's a weird metaphor. What I'm saying is it's a really unhealthy body with great bone structure. Okay. <laughs> you don't yeah, like, yeah. come on. That's, I'm good for one of those every miniseries where it's like some weird rambly metaphor that no yeah. one else has ever used, and it doesn't really make sense. But you get what I'm saying. I got it. I follow. Uh, Rewatchable? Here's the thing, Dan. Oh, here's yeah. the thing. I haven't been completely honest with you. <laughs> Why? It sounds like, and probably listeners too, I apologize. It probably sounded like I wasn't up on this movie. I'm all the way up on this movie. I had a really good time watching this. <laughs> no joke. <laughs> this, because of the wild choices, the over-the-top characters, and just the amount just a of, bit. of stupid choices this movie is legitimately unique and one of a kind with the ambition <laughs> of is this all a the... bit no this is real do you promise i promise oh, pinky promise <laughs> pinky promise because i didn't want to i almost texted you saying a lot of this stuff and i just said i texted you and i said i have thoughts and these are the thoughts mm-hmm. it's not tonally anywhere near or on the same level of quality as Rocky 1 or Rocky 2. But. If you say this is better than Rocky 2, infinite, so help me. It's infinitely more rewatchable, I think, than Rocky 2. Or, sorry, not Rocky 2. Rocky 3. Rocky 3. What? Yeah. One, it's shorter. You've not got. Much. A <laughs> hilarious amount of 
musical montages. You can groove bad, bad musical groove montages. your way through this movie. You will have if you are at this point still trying to take these movies seriously, which I wasn't after three. Mm-hmm. Three got me to the point where I'm like, okay, shift gears here. I need to recontextualize what I think these movies are going to be about. And I'm so glad I did that because if I was still on the Rocky 1, Rocky 2 wavelength, mm-hmm. I would have hated this movie's guts. But because of 3, I was like, I was very much looking forward to more stuff like the beach scene. Mm-hmm. And this is just an hour and 20 minutes of beach scene where they're running, like the good version. Like when they're, like the apo- the training scene, I'm sorry. this is You like that yeah. it doesn't try to have his cake and eat it too, where it's just silly. Oh, no. It tries to have all the cakes and all of eating it too like it tries to eat every cake it can see man it tries so hard to do everything it possibly can from being a technologically like advanced movie to a uh subtextual like commentary on russian politics and american politics to a deep story about change and rocky and his friendship with apollo to another thing going on about family drama in the background Mm -hmm. He was trying to commit a thousand percent to doing all of those different themes. Mm-hmm. You gotta respect it. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to. <laughs> you don't have to, but I think this movie, these movies okay. have like Jedi mind tricked me into. Okay. Yeah. I mean, of course, I have fun watching it. These are yes. fun movies, but uh, you were definitely higher than me on this movie. Yeah. The Hearts on Fire. Oh no! Uh, this is like the last thing I want to talk about for quite some time. Okay. The heart. There's a song that's called "Hearts on Fire." Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, there is. Strong desire. A musical montage of every single significant thing that has happened in the previous three movies and the current Rocky movie, Rocky Four, within this musical montage. Rocky gets in his car and he's driving to the airport and it's this intercut like very 80s yes what burst your bubble that's actually a different song the hearts on fire is the later this is a different song that they play in this montage oh what's the other song I'm trying to think of the other song I thought it was hearts on fire song montage Rocky <laughs> 4 there's going to be like <laughs> No Easy Way Out by Robert no Tepper. No Easy Way Out. Yes. Sorry, I misspoke. No Easy Way Out. Did you like that song, No Easy Way okay. Out? No Easy Way Out musical montage. Rocky is in his car, driving to the airport to get to Russia, and it shows, I kid you not, every other Rocky movie, all of the highlights and the lowlights from the last three movies, and has scenes from what you just watched in there. But here's the thing, Daniel. The way it's edited is very 80s cheesy. And it's to the music. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts back to like current Rocky in his car just driving on a dark street. It's like Matthew McConaughey's Lincoln commercials. It is. It is the Stallone version of that. But it's also, it shows these, it could be a very like emotional thing if you mm-hmm. wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. If you showed like how far he's come, which I think Stallone was trying to do. But he doesn't put any of them in order. You'll get scenes from Rocky 2, you'll get a scene from Rocky 1, and then one from 3, and then it'll go like 1, 3, 2. It'll just do all sorts of things. You get the scene where he's talking to Adrian in the staircase. That just happened like 10 minutes ago in the movie. You get the scene of him and Adrian kissing for the first time, like falling down. It stays on that one for a long time. It's like, remember the first time they had sex? (laughs) Do you remember? Do you remember when Rocky Jr. was conceived? (laughs) It also has scenes from him and Apollo fighting to them becoming buddies and stuff. It has it has everything. It's and like you it, liked this. It weirdly makes the movie a contender for like can it stand alone? Like almost. Like I'm not gonna give it a yes, but it's yeah. like you're almost there because you can weirdly like see everything from where this <laughs> character has been. I loved that. And then again, the hearts on fire scene when he's training in Russia with the beard. Uh, again, research point. This is when Stallone said he was in the best shape of his life. Oh, really? And he was he, looking good with that he, beard. He, you can tell. Uh, yeah. And yeah, that it just gets you pumped up. It does. It's like I I loved both of those scenes. Mm-hmm. Every musical montage in this movie, I thought 
was the best. Other than the stuff with Duke Evers, it just revitalizes the movie. And honestly, I thought that this fight with Drago at the end was a better fight scene than the one with Clubber Lang at the end. Yeah. Like, it ends on a high that. note again. It does. That's a really good fight yeah. scene. Yeah. I would say, as far as the rewatchable scale, I wouldn't say Seek It Out, because it is the fourth movie in a franchise, but I would say, for sure, if it's on, in the best of ways, because mm-hmm. you're going to have something to look at something's get something is always going on in this movie and that's why i like it so much i'm gonna say i'm i'm torn between if it's on to watch with friends because i think this is a fun because i watched the beginning of this movie with you and we were having a lot of fun with it if you've been watching along this is the one to like i would say even bring in someone out of context to be like hey you want to watch this wild movie with me yeah (laughs) yeah uh, bagels. I'm very curious we, we're, to Okay, hear. we're gonna go bagels now. Give me your bagels. I want you to give me yours first. I give it a four. A four? Yeah. Oof. Give it a four. I'm at like a six point eight. I'm yeah. like one point one above last week. <laughs> you like this for the Rocky Three? That breaks <laughs> my heart a little I'm bit. So but that's sorry. okay. It's okay. Only because the. The musical montages just slap. And that's what I was like ready for that. I wanted there to be uh, a movie of that, and it gave me exactly what I wanted, plus a lot of other weird, wacky shit that mm-hmm. I was not expecting. Mm-hmm. And even though I'm down on like the weird stuff with the robot and the fact that there's like a, no emotional core to this movie whatsoever, it doesn't spend a whole lot of time trying to convince you of either of those things. It's just like, hey, Rocky's kind of upset that his friend died. <laughs> He's salty more than yeah. anything. Let's watch him train in a barn for another 15 minutes. And all right, he's going to go fight all of Russia. I was a little hard on the training scenes. The training scenes are fun. Really I good. just don't think they have the impact as the other movies. They do. don't. I, but I, they are no, fun. None of this movie has yes. the impact that it should. Uh-huh. But at the same time, it's not really wasting any moments trying to like convince you that you should care. It's like, hey... Dang it, <laughs> Paulo's dead. Dang it, there's strife between Adrian and Rocky. Okay, let's just cram more songs into this movie and remind you about what happened throughout yep. this other <laughs> franchise. Yep. highlights and lowlights. And then give you a very like iconic villain who's just given the best free- freeze frames multiple times throughout this movie. He has like a freeze frame in like, the middle of the movie when he's mm-hmm. about to fight Apollo of all things. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know. We're not sure. Stallone, I feel like was outsourcing a little bit of his directorial duties with this one because there's yeah. certain things that are really well done. And then there's other things that are like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. Four and 6.8. Four and 6.8. I am not looking forward to next week because other than the few comments you've made, uh-huh. I don't think I've ever heard about Rocky Five. Rocky Five. I don't want to. Don't tell me. Anything. No, I'm saying that. Thank, thank the good Lord above for Rocky Balboa. That's all I'll say. Which is six. Six, yeah. Which is why? Why call what? it? Why not call it Rocky Six? What Where's the fun the, in that? Where's the Roman numerals? Don't need them. Okay. Rocky 5, Rocky V is next next mm-hmm. week. Uh, thank you all for listening to the show again. Uh, a big surprise. I wish I I, I could tell I, people who are listening to this, let me know if you've been watching along. I know a few of you have reached out. I'm curious if other people who are out of context on the Rocky franchise have had a similar experience like me mm-hmm. and a similar reaction to me to this movie because – yeah, if, if I was, like, just either off or my ex- expectations were tweaked ever so slightly, I probably would be at a three. Like, if I rewatch right. this years from now, this one... Out of context, yeah. Out of, I, I want to put a little asterisk by my 6.8 because I stand by that wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. But if we ever did, like, a retrospective Bagel Boys, like, years from now, this one could easily change the most out of any other uh-huh. score of any other movie we've ever talked about because I felt like it was like the 
all the stars aligned for me to really have a great time with this movie. Mm-hmm. Who knows? I could like it more next time. <laughs> it could be a baker's dozen. Yeah, it could be. Uh, it has the potential. <laughs> we'll, have talk, we'll have a talk about that comment later, Daniel. <laughs> um, what have you been watching? Well, Wes. Other than now that we're done with the... We always talk about these kind of things after the, the initial review is mm-hmm. over. The main review is done. We throw this little tidbit in for people. Uh, yeah. Let's spend a few minutes talking about The Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad just came out. Yeah. Wes wrote a really good review on it. Mm-hmm. Go check it out on Thank our you. Facebook Thank Instagram. you. Uh, I liked it a little bit more than you did, I will say. I think we like it about the same. Because since I wrote the review and since I've been talking uh-huh. about it with other people outside, I've been thinking about like this movie a, a lot. More. I think a lot. I like it a little bit more. Something that you made a good point about was the pacing. Mm-hmm. How it's kind of all over the place. Yeah. I oddly give that movie a pass for it. Yeah, I like oh, yeah. it because it's so offbeat and unpredictable mm-hmm. for a genre that's known for being a little formulaic. Exactly. I'm okay with it. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I feel like this is the movie James Gunn wanted to make all along. Yes. And you can tell that he just had a blast making it in it his shows. It's such a... It's like a Quentin Tarantino Once Upon a Time in Hollywood thing where yes. you can tell when the director's having a ton of fun. People say this all the time, uh, probably too much, about certain directors making what they want, but it's it's James Gunn's magnum opus is what people have been saying. And I'm like, I don't know if I agree with that necessarily, mm-hmm. but there's a huge difference between James Gunn directing a very, very, uh, you know, I don't want to say revolutionary, but the Guardians of the Galaxy within the MCU. That movie still fits directly into what Disney mm-hmm. wanted to put it in. It's a little box, but he's able to make all the little changes to make that right. movie very flavorful mm-hmm. amongst the other broader, you know, formulaic MCU movies. Mm-hmm. DC, I'm weird how things work out. So the history on the Suicide Squad, very briefly to end this episode. James Gunn had some tweets that Disney didn't like from years and years, decades ago, or something like that. Uh, Disney fires him, so he's off Guardians 3. Every other studio in the world is like, all right, we're, there's basically a bidding war now to have James Gunn make this their next movie. DC gets him, they're basically like, hey, you can make whatever you want, bar none. Like, other than like the sequel to Wonder Woman, which was already in production, mm-hmm. They they were going to let James Gunn make anything. And as a joke, he, you know, not jokingly, but he wanted to make a Suicide Squad. This is a movie he wanted to make. But he goes to the studio and is like, hey, I want to call it The Suicide Squad. Because the 2016 movie was just called Suicide Squad. And he adds mm-hmm. the in front of it. And they thought it was funny. And they were like, yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> and so they're like, okay, we're sticking sure. with it. This movie has... uh. Everything that the first one didn't have, it is a blast. It is a breath of fresh air. If you don't like over-the-top, hyper-violent, R-rated movies or irreverent humor, this is not for you. It doesn't... The humor, I like that they didn't go, like, too raunchy and too gross. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they definitely dialed the violence up all the way. And It doesn't, it's, it's it doesn't have cre- that... It's always creative, though. Like, you've got yeah. dudes, like, getting ripped in half by a giant shark. You've got... A very, very interesting, like, giant villain at the end that's not a sky beam like mm-hmm. the first one was. And you've got characters who stand out and are given heartwarming moments within each other that are all very, like, deep-cut characters, you mm-hmm. know? It's no one I'm familiar with at all, but it's like the Guardians of the Galaxy again. It's like, I didn't know who Star-Lord or Groot was, but at the end of the movie, I really cared, and they were some of my mm-hmm. favorites, and this movie does the same thing. Something I really like about James Gunn's directing this movie, too, is it's an R-rated comedy, but it's not, it doesn't do that annoying uh, trope of like, ooh, this is edgy, you're not used to seeing an R-rated superhero movie, are you? It's just what it is, Mm -hmm. and I really like it. Uh, He makes you care about Polka Dot Man. Ratcatcher 2, one of my favorites. Ratcatcher 2, she's awesome. Mm-hmm. They make you, uh, I think John Cena's great in that movie. One of my favorite characters is a man named Milton. Milton? Yes. He's funny. Milton's great. Uh, John Cena said he basically just wanted to be a douchey Captain America, and he it's nails a, it. That's exactly, what, exactly he is. what he is. He's, every character in is this movie, in the pocket. Yeah. 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 And they give Harley Quinn more to do. Like with, mm-hmm. I, I enj- rather enjoyed Birds of Prey, and I like that yep. there's a sequence in this movie that's like 
straight out of Birds of Prey, and they just put it in this movie. And I'm like, yeah. I, I like that the established characters are the same level of quality tone of the previous movie, which is something I feel like DC has fumbled the pass on mm-hmm. several times. And then you've got brand new characters that no one's ever heard of who are like the highlights of the movie. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it, yeah, it does everything that it needed to do and more. And yeah, it's, it's a huge breath of fresh air. And if you're worried about the violence, again, just watch the first five minutes. If you don't like it, you know, you, it's not for you, but if you do, <laughs> Don't worry that it's gonna get old, cause like you said, with the like you said, the edgy side of the humor is not there. They don't try to like make their characters say naughty things just for the sake of being naughty yeah. with the R rated, and they don't. They're not just hyper violent for the sake of that. They are trying to make the most zany, interesting, creative like kills and splatters everywhere, and they do it every time. Mm-hmm. I think, and like I said at the end of my review, I'm so worried now. Because, one, this movie, now that the box office numbers have come in, wasn't that successful. I don't know how well it was, you know, on HBO mm-hmm. Max because it came out on streaming and theaters at the same time. But then the other thing is it was really received well by critics and audiences everywhere that I'm afraid other people are going to learn the wrong lessons from from this success. Hopefully not. Hopefully not, but time will tell. Time will only tell uh, with this and if Rocky Four holds up for me in the future <laughs> and how this franchise will hold up for the Bagel Boy show as a whole. Because who knows? It might be the death of the show. <laughs> oh, please don't say uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> it might be. Well, thank you all so much for listening to this show. Uh, as always, I've been Wes. And I have not been Wes. And I have not been Daniel. And join us next week for... Rocky Five, the movie no one knows about, apparently. (laughs) We just found it. We're the only ones who know about it. There you go. Uh, As always, uh, thank you, Stallone, for Rocky. Uh, Thank you, James Gunn, for The Suicide Squad. Uh, Bless your farts. And what else are we supposed to bless, Daniel? Uh, Your blurts. Bless your blurts, Daniel. Daniel.